quarterback. Money talks. A little mellow music to get us back in there. That's right. Ease on it. Hopefully you all are having a relaxing Saturday. If not, probably will. Well, we want to make sure you got relaxed in case you listened to too much news this week and got too worked up about out, the, yeah. the stock right. market, which uh, uh, we do have quite a few questions. Let's uh, go ahead and give out our number where you can reach us. Um, you can call and talk to a human being, 770-429-9166. I only say that because we also have a line where you can call. Just leave us a message. Uh, we play the message back and answer your question uh, right behind it. That's our question hotline. One eight five five four two nine nine one six six, or you can email us at drgene at hensler dot com. That's spelled D R G E N E at H E N S S L E R dot com. You can also go to our website and kind of dig around and find the answers to your own questions if uh, if they're broad enough. We don't uh, obviously. If you've got a, something real specific, you might want to call us, uh, talk to DJ or. Jared, at least, and uh, get get your questions answered in that manner. But um, you can go to Hensler.com, and uh, we've got lots of content that uh, that should help you answer some of your financial questions. And speaking of answering your financial questions, we have a question this week from our good friend Bill Murray, who uh, frequently writes us. This time he says, uh, to what extent do you agree or disagree with the following statement? An accommodative Fed floats all boats, and hence we have experienced a decade of prosperity for the S&P 500 index, the Vanguard S&P 500 index. But now that the Fed is less friendly, stock picking by active managers will outperform the index. If you agree with the above, uh, would Vanguard's Morgan Growth Fund be superior to the S&P 500 index? Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, the we Fed... We almost have to agree with the, the sense, right? I mean, if... If not, we we kind of not we wouldn't be in business if we didn't think that, yeah. that the active managers would would outperform. Well, I mean, we do have an option. We can right. we can use uh, passive management. But uh, <clears throat> what we mean, let's let's flesh out a few things. Let's mm-hmm. answer this question, and you know, for everybody listening, uh, active versus passive management. The passive management is just buying the the index basically. Mm-hmm. Although you can't buy the index, you can get real close. Uh, performance will be similar. You can uh, you can buy a uh, an exchange traded fund that inside it actually owns in similar weights uh, the stocks inside the S and P 500. So that's what he's saying. The uh, active manager would uh, probably allocate different, meaning that he would own uh, different. Um, Utilities. Or yeah, he would own different allocations of sectors. securities and right. and sectors. Uh, relative to the S&P 500. So if Apple's 1.5%, an yeah. active manager might own 3% of it, mm-hmm. uh, might not own it at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's the active decision. It's not like you're trying to mimic the index. Right. Uh, and, yes, uh, active managers do tend to be more conservative. Uh, they tend to be more conservative across the board, meaning and when times are good and when times are bad. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of... Uh, how we do it. Uh, we've seen long periods of time where if you use the beta, meaning the, uh, it's a sensitivity to the market of 0.99, you actually outperform over long periods of time mm-hmm. uh, because there are those uh, those days that decline significantly. Yeah. Uh, it gives us a little more strength or conviction of, uh, of being active and and uh, performing uh, better over long periods of time. It's kind of a what we try to do is stay relatively close to the overall market, which mm-hmm. we measure by the S&P 500. And then 
as things decline, we try to protect your assets, meaning that we don't decline as much. Now, that's kind mm-hmm. of the game that that uh, that we use our our mm-hmm. measurement or benchmark, if you will. Well, that's um, really that's really where you see the most benefit or value from an active manager, right? Because that's what we're doing. That's what most active managers would do. Is like you said. They're going to manage the allocation more as opposed to just the S&P 500 right now. I would be willing to bet that for most active managers, it's outperforming. Why? Because last week, as we talked about information technology, surely unless you're a hedge fund or some other very uh, risky fund, uh, you you don't have the same weighting to the information technology sector as the S&P now does because of the growth that we've seen in that sector. So, you know, to Bill's point or or Bill's question here, I would expect uh, a fund to outperform when it's it's a little bit less friendly in terms of the economic environment, the interest rate environment, and whatnot. Right. Because you know, for us, for instance, I mean, this this is where we feel like we can provide the most value in sure. terms of you losing less money, which means you've got less catch up to play, and right. can get back to actually making money instead of playing that catch up. Yeah, protecting your assets when times get troubled. Right now, before we uh, go into my next thought, let's go ahead and and uh, tell uh, Bill. Vanguard Morgan Growth Fund Admiral Shares, VMRAX, is the index uh, symbol here. Um, the, the problem with this is you've, you've looked at a growth fund. And uh, if you look at what happened over history, so our most recent uh, recession, uh, the S&P 500 fell by 55.2% from the very start, top of the market, to the where was the very, very bottom of the market. That's October 9th of 07 through uh, March 9th of 2009. Uh, the market fell like that. Well, this particular index or this particular fund, which is not an index, it's an active managed portfolio, actually fell by over 40%. I don't blame the managers because they beat their peer managers. Mm-hmm. In that space, the problem is, it's a growth fund. Uh, what happens to growth during a recession? It quite, well, it tends quite to often worse. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it quite often. Well, the biggest problem is, you go into those recessionary times where your price to earnings ratio is higher. It's it looks more expensive relative to the overall market. Right. What do investors tend to sell most in a down market? Well, the one that looks the most expensive because they don't want to deal with that again. Uh, so I believe what you need to look for is something more along the lines of a value investment. Now, what is a value investment? Usually it's a company that's going to have uh, more stable earnings, uh, might pay a dividend, make sure if you're buying stocks or funds that have dividends, that the dividends are covered well with the earnings that uh, are generated within those companies. Um, but you you uh, look at some of those like VIG. I mean, it's a... a a uh, exchange traded fund so it's not active necessarily it's you know they just have a, an index that they set it to and uh and you know follow on but right. in that same period of time from the top of the market to the bottom of the market in our last recession it was only down about 30% mm-hmm. relative to the 55 that the overall S&P 500 you know uh lost so i think it's not just being active which I think does get most of its benefit during troubled times, but at the same time being a little bit smart about what it is you're looking for, and growth is not necessarily the answer. If you get a company that I will say that, um, you know, Microsoft was a relatively new company in 1990. Uh, Think about this was before the big uh, 
tech boom, and I'm not talking about the tech bubble. In the middle 90s, we had five years in a row where the S&P 500 was up uh, 20% plus. And part of the reason behind that was uh, technology was making us all more productive. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, corporations benefited from the fact that we got a new desktop computer on top of our desk. Instead of having to write things down, we could type now. You can type a lot faster than you can write. Even you, Jarrett, with that weird one finger thing. Yeah, one Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. I get it done, though. Yeah, oh, no. I mean, you wear that yeah, one finger no. out. It's a, it's about two inches shorter than keyboard. every other finger on that hand. I can hardly see the letters so on my keyboard anymore, in fact. I'm, I'm not surprised so, at that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, backing up to the to the previous point, Microsoft actually outperformed the, the market. We had a, a recession, 90-91, and Microsoft's growth, their revenue growth, even outperformed during that period. So if you get one of those really solid uh, new-type uh, companies that can grow uh, no matter what, uh, you can see even those type of investments be positive when the rest of the market's down, but you don't see them as a group do that. So I'm saying go active and use value at the same time. Be be defensive, Bill. I mean, I don't think that, Troy's right, the growth is not really what you should be targeting right now if you think that maybe things are less friendly and there's a downturn on the horizon. Protect what you've made. You know, make sure that you don't put yourself in a position where you got a lot of catch-up to play. You'll be a lot better off than seeking out what, what growth there might be during a downturn. Sure, and I think consumer staples, if you want to focus on something. I like to be more diversified than that, yeah. but maybe overweight consumer staples. Find yourself a, a reasonable, um, you know, fund that focuses mostly on those and go for that yeah. at this point. All right, guys, market up or down? We're about to the end here. Up. Flat. Wow, up. flat. Yeah. You sound like Bill Lake I say the market's up. We'll see you next week. Take care. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.